The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Today's five-star review titled, So Much Knowledge, So Much Game, for free, by K. McPherson 4. This podcast provides so much knowledge They give you so much game, it costs nothing but time. I'm investing my time in building my brand, my voice, my tribe. See you at the top. Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shaleen Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. This one is totally my son's expertise. So Brock, take it away. Welcome, You may not have heard from me for a while in case you forgot who I am. I am Brock Johnson. I am Shalene's son. And yes, I am the co-host of this podcast, even though she likes to tease me and say I am a no-host for my lack of episode production. I am still co-host of this podcast. And I should note that the reason I haven't been uploading or recording a ton of episodes for Build Your Tribe recently is because I'm in the middle of football season right now, mother. So I don't necessarily have as much time prioritized and scheduled out to record Build Your Tribe episodes. But it is still very important to me to serve you here, and I really do appreciate you listening today. In this episode of the Build Your Tribe podcast, I'm going to be talking to you about the three most common mistakes that I see people making on Instagram. Coming up. That introduction may have sounded a little familiar. If you watch Sean Cannell's YouTube videos, which I do a lot of the time, you'll notice that I just followed the same pattern that he uses for every one of his YouTube intros. Here's what I'm going to do, and then he always closes it with, coming up. And this kind of lends me to my first most common mistake that I see people making with Instagram, and that is blindly copying. Hearing about a best practice, reading one blog post, one headline of an article, or just one tweet and changing everything they do on their Instagram. Seeing that some influencer or someone who has millions of followers is doing something on Instagram and just blindly copying. So I think that the first most common mistake that I see people doing stems from the idea that best practices are always best for everybody. And this might be the first time you're hearing this. And as someone who shares a lot of best practices, it's a little contradictory to say this, but not every best practice is going to apply to every person. I think that knowing your audience, doing actual testing and research into what works for you and what is the best practice for your actual account is the best thing you can do. Rather than just blindly doing what every expert says, when you actually test your audience out, see what they respond to and know what works best for you, you are able to be more successful. 
I also believe that if all we do is blindly follow best practices, we're all going to end up looking the same. Tips of how you can be authentic online, how you can appear more like yourself, more likable, more truthful, and more honest on your social media or digital presence. Numero uno, number one, the number one way that you can show up as more authentic online is to share emotion. One of the biggest mistakes that I see people making in storytelling and on social media as a whole is that people are trying to remove emotion from their situations or their stories. When actually one of the best ways to appear more authentic is to share emotions. As human beings, We're very emotional beings. Our emotions are ever-changing. And if you're like me, they are very dramatic and over-the-top. My emotions can jump around like that opening scene from that one episode of The Office where Michael and Jim and Andy are doing parkour, jumping from one desk to the other. If you've never watched The Office, I highly recommend looking up that scene. But basically, that's what my emotions are like sometimes, just parkour, parkour, jumping from event to event to story to story to obstacle to obstacle. It can seem like our emotions are ever changing, and it's important to share those emotions on social media. Of course, not every emotional shift or every high or low needs to be shared, but sharing emotion is very important, and it allows your audience to connect. If they're feeling a very positive emotion and you're feeling a very positive emotion, you can bond over that. Or if you're not feeling a high emotion, you allow your audience to bond with you and feel empathy and compassion for you in that state. Robots are perfect. Robots are emotionless. Humans are imperfect. Humans are emotion filled. So make sure to share emotions online. One great way to share emotions, which is actually the second tip of how you can be more authentic online, is to share stories. Stories are often filled with emotions, highs and lows, resolutions, climaxes, conflicts and struggles, and those emotions, which are filled in stories, are very, very important. Our brains are hardwired for stories and people connect with them. So the more stories that you can tell on your social media, the more emotion that you can put into those stories, the more authentic you will appear. If you remember the old app Vine that had six second looping videos that were mostly funny or dancing based or had some kind of video trick to them, TikTok is very similar. It's a lot of funny. It's a lot of humor. There's lots of dancing, lip syncing. There's music. There are some definitely some big time characters and people who can definitely make you laugh with their personalities or their styles or whatever it is. And it is definitely an app that you can get lost in. The videos on TikTok are usually 15 seconds long. You can record up to 60 seconds long, but most people keep it under 15 seconds. And just like Vine, the videos loop. So that means you don't have to press play on every video. You don't have to open the video. Literally, when you open TikTok, the entire screen will be filled by someone's 15 second or less video. And once that video is done playing, it immediately starts back over in a loop. To move on to the next video, you don't scroll down through a feed and hope that something catches your eye. Literally, once you swipe and start your scroll, you'll be on to the next video. And this is how you get lost in TikTok. Even if you haven't created an account yet, right when you download the app, you'll be shown the For You page. 
The For You page is kind of like the old popular page on Instagram, where basically it just shows you the most popular and viral content. So that's why you'll get hooked, because as soon as you download the app, before you've even set up a username and password, you're being shown the funniest of the funny, the most creative accounts and the best dancers, the best lip syncers, the funniest people. You're immediately going to be hooked. And just like every other social media platform, there is an endless scroll. So what that means is as you scroll, more content is just going to be continually added below your scroll. So you can never technically run out of content. You can just keep going forever, watching video after video, laughing hysterically and crying at some of the things that people come up with on TikTok. I will say this, it's not just for humor. I know I've been focusing on that. It's not just for making people laugh and dancing and lip syncing. You can actually record your own unique content. You can record your own sounds and treat it kind of like an Instagram story or a Snapchat story or even a very, very short YouTube video. And I've seen a lot of people having success with that. There's one person who I follow who literally gives investment advice on TikTok. He's an adult. He's a grown man. He has a background in investing. And I think he's actually an investment manager, not 100% sure. I haven't taken his advice yet, but he does have some really good advice on there. And he's not dancing. He's not lip syncing. He's not trying to be funny. He's literally just giving you updates, daily updates on the stock market and trends and some stocks to keep your eye out on and maybe some trends that you should avoid, things like that. He's constantly giving tips and just sharing advice with direct to camera videos. So you could use TikTok in the same way to your own advantage. Except that you aren't for everyone. You're not going to be loved and adored by everyone who watches your stuff. But here's the great thing about being authentic and truthful online. When you are authentic and truthful, you're going to attract people who are more like you. You're going to attract your ideal lifer, your true follower, that person who actually cares about you. Because they actually care about the things that you're presenting, that you care about, that you actually care about. We all actually care about these things. We're actually being authentic. And when you are actually being authentic online, you're going to attract that authentic follower back. My sixth tip of how you can be more authentic online is to speak to one person versus many. This is a huge tip that I share for Instagram stories. So often I will see Instagram stories of people I follow, big influencers, or even just small accounts who say, hey everyone, I hope you're all having a great day. Uh, I appreciate all my fans out there. You guys are the best. That's okay, and it's not bad, but we're speaking to too many people. When you speak on your social media, when you're writing an email template, when you're speaking in a video or an Instagram story or a YouTube video, I recommend speaking to just one person. If I were to change what I just said into speaking for just one person, I would say, hey, I hope you're having a great day. I really appreciate you for following me. If there's anything I can do to be of service to you, please just let me know. When you talk to just one person, you use terms like you versus you guys or y'all or everybody. When you actually just refer to one person, it connects on a deeper level with each individual member of your audience. This is because it allows them to stay in a place of thinking that they're the only person consuming your content. For most people, when they consume your content online, whether it's a YouTube video, an email, or anything like that, they're consuming it alone. 
So our minds, when we consume it alone, we kind of feel like we are the only person who's consuming it. Even though I can see that there's thousands of other views on this YouTube channel, on this YouTube video that I'm watching, if the person who's speaking says, I hope you have a great day, my mind internalizes it as that person is actually speaking to me. Because for hundreds of thousands of years, if that person says you, they are speaking to me. They're not speaking to one million invisible people who also happen to be watching this thing called YouTube. Because up until about 10 years ago, YouTube didn't exist. So speak to just one person if you're trying to come across as more authentic online. Your stories don't have to be grand. They don't have to be jaw-dropping or awe-inspiring. They don't need to inspire the next movie to be made or the next novel to be written. But by simply sharing the story of how frustrated you were this morning that your kids took forever to get ready and then your husband was laid out the door and the dog was going nuts and it ran outside and got covered in mud and then it ran back inside and you had to quickly clean your house because you have the in-laws coming over tonight. That's a great story and that's not something that is necessarily going to be never before heard or worth a TV show, but that's a story filled with emotion, filled with excitement that you experienced. Maybe you feel pretty bored on your drive to work every day. Every day you feel like it's the same thing, it's the same commute, and it's kind of boring. There's nothing really that pretty to look at. It's just a long drive with lots of headlights. Why don't you share that story? A lot of people could actually relate to you talking about the frustrations or the boredom that you feel in that drive. And maybe you could take it a step further by sharing how you've overcome this boredom. Maybe you've begun listening to the Build Your Tribe podcast on your drive to work. Maybe you've begun listening to TED Talks or you've downloaded audiobooks. Or maybe you spend your drives as brainstorming sessions. If you can share stories from your daily life, your audience will connect with it because your audience is also living a daily life. Your audience isn't just going to connect with the grand story, you know, the monumental story, the keynote speech story. Your audience is actually, and I would argue, more likely to connect with the story of what's happening to you every single day. The daily stories, the daily highs and lows and emotions that we are feeling. So if you can share those stories on your digital presence, you will appear as more authentic. You should share your failures. And I would add a caveat to this, and this was something that I actually picked up from another person who I was following, and it was actually a few years ago. So what she said, she gave me a great tip when I was talking about sharing failures and sharing those low or negative, quote unquote, emotions online. And she was saying that you should only share those if you've learned from it. Although I don't totally agree with this, I do think this is a great way to start and something that you should do the majority of the time. If all you're doing is venting and being negative, it's likely that you're going to turn people away on social media. But if you can learn to turn your venting or the negative situations or the negative events that are happening in your life into some kind of a positive, or if you can add some kind of lesson learned or some kind of takeaway or resolution that you had to that story, then I think it's definitely worth sharing that failure or that low. Post throughout the day. Don't just post a bunch of times at night. Don't just post when you remember to. We should be posting throughout the day. If this is not something you're used to, I have a few tips. Tip number one, set a reminder in your phone so that every two or three hours, a little bell goes off and it's like, oh, 
hey, whatever I'm doing right now, I should post it on my Instagram stories. But Brock, what if I work for six hours a day? Okay, cool. Post when you're headed into work. Post that you're still at work. Post that you're still at work. Post that you're leaving work. Perfectly fine. But the goal is to post throughout the day. And my second tip to help you get used to posting throughout the day is to focus on documentation rather than creation. So rather than trying to curate this beautiful picture and create different text posts, just document what you're doing. Documentation over creation. We need to be posting throughout the day because here's the beauty of Instagram stories and the chronological stories newsfeed. Every single time you post to your Instagram stories, your bubble is moved back to the front of the queue. That means that if someone is watching their stories at 5 p.m. when they get off work and you haven't posted since 9 a.m., they're probably not going to see your story. They're going to have to get through all of their other friends' stories before getting to yours. But if you've posted at 9 a.m. and noon and 1 p.m. and then 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. and you've consistently posted throughout the day, you're more likely to accumulate views over time and not see a huge dip in views at any time during the day. Hopefully my professor is listening. Surface acting is the kind of way we present ourselves in a situation where we aren't totally comfortable. Or maybe we are comfortable, but it's just a situation where we can't truly be ourselves. The example that we talked about in class is maybe you have really close friends in college. You've been at college for a few years and you've developed some really close friendships. Maybe the people who live with you, your roommates, you have a really close bond with them and they're like family to you. On the other hand, you've kind of grown away from your old high school friends. The people who you were close with in high school, you're now maybe just friends or maybe even just acquaintances with these people. When you see your old high school friends, chances are you're going to be doing more surface acting. You're going to do a little bit of, hey, how you doing? How's school? What's your major? That kind of stuff. But when you're with your really close friends, the people who you can be yourself around, you're going to be doing more deep acting. And the deep acting is more of how you perform or how you present yourself on a unconscious level. You know, when you're not trying actually to think about how are people viewing me? What's their perception of me? How am I coming across right now? But when you're actually just being you, saying what comes to mind and expressing yourself as you feel you need to be expressed, that's deeper acting. So when we can focus on deep acting in our online presence, we will be more authentic. If you ever feel like, as you're saying something on social media, if you ever feel like, ah, that's not me, or ah, what, what am I saying, or this just doesn't feel like something I would say or do, then don't. Chances are, if you feel like you are doing one of those things, it's because you're surface acting. You're trying to be something that you know deep down inside you're not. And truthfully, this happens to me all the time. Earlier today, I was recording an Instagram story in my car. And I thought, what am I saying? Like, who am I right now? I'm not, this isn't something that I would regularly say. And so I caught myself doing some surface acting. Maybe I was trying to be too motivational or trying to be too meta or trying to be too preachy on my Instagram stories. And those things just aren't me. There's nothing wrong with those things if those are you, but those just aren't me. So as soon as I caught myself saying, ah, that's just not me. I stopped recording and I tried to record something that felt more natural and organic to me. Instagram allows like a billion different kinds of posts on Instagram stories. You can post a normal picture. 
You can post a video. You can upload a video. You can upload a picture. You can also do a boomerang, a super zoom. You can put it in focus mode, rewind mode. There's hands-free mode. There's music mode. And then once you post your picture or take your picture, I should say, you can then add a bunch of different stuff to it. You can add music and GIFs and different words with text and drawings and emoji. Basically, the kinds of posts that you can post on your Instagram stories are limitless. So please have some variety. If every single one of the posts to your stories is just a shared post from some quote you saw or just you talking directly to camera, your audience will get bored. They'll think, "Ah, I've heard this before. I've seen this spiel. It's the same thing day after day. And they'll tap on by. But if you consistently vary the kinds of posts that you're posting onto your Instagram stories, your audience will stay engaged. It'll keep them on the toes, on their edge of their seat. So they can never really know what kind of posts to expect on your stories on that day. So have some variety in there and it'll keep your audience engaged. Tip number two for your Instagram stories is to use hashtags. Hashtags actually can allow you to get some more views and some more engagement on your Instagram stories. Instagram allows you to use up to 10. Best practices, they seem to be changing a lot, but it seems like somewhere around three to five hashtags may be best. I've heard from a lot of people that that's what's working for them right now. Again, it allows you to use up to 10 hashtags, so you can use 10 hashtags on your stories. Ask your close loved ones why they want to be around you. I like to do this from time to time, maybe once or twice a year. I'll ask my close friends, hey, like, dude, I don't mean to be weird or anything, but why do you like me? Like, why do you want to hang out with me? What is it that draws you to our friendship or that makes you want to spend time with me? I'm just asking. I'm not trying to be weird, bro, bro. I'm just trying to be, you know, I'm trying to learn for social media, bro, tato chip. What is it that makes you want to hang out with me? And if you ask your family, or you ask your close friends this question, chances are they will have a response for you. They'll have a list of traits or qualities that they enjoy about you, reasons why they want to be in your presence. And if you ask five to 10 friends this, chances are you're going to get a list of kind of the same things over and over again. All of your friends might say, well, you're really enthusiastic or you're really chill and relaxed to be around or I really feel that you share so much information and knowledge with me or you agree with all my viewpoints. Your friends will give you some kind of reason that they want to be around you and you can in turn highlight that aspect of yourself on social media with the thought that your followers will also pick up on that aspect of you and want to be around you or your content for that same reason. So ask your close friends or loved ones why they like being around you, why they're your friend, why they enjoy your presence, and that'll give you a good idea of some aspects of yourself that you can highlight that will be authentically you online and will also entice people to want to be around you or want to view your content. Instagram's goal as a business is to get users to spend as much time as possible on their platform. So if people are saving content, that means that they find the content so valuable that they're going to save it and come back to it later, aka they want to spend more time with this post later. So of course, Instagram is going to value that post and begin to show it to more people in the algorithm. The other thing that is valuable right now is shares. And of course, shares are very valuable because 
when one user shares a post with another, that just doubled the amount of users on Instagram. So when you're creating posts for Instagram, keep that in mind. You have to have a sense of virality when you're creating posts for Instagram. That doesn't necessarily mean that every post, every picture, every video that you share is going to go viral, but that you should be thinking about, is this something that someone could save? Is this worth sharing with a friend? More than just, is this a cool picture? Is this going to get some good likes or could this increase my comments? Ask yourself, is this worth someone saving and revisiting later? Is this so noteworthy? Is this going to stop their scroll so much that they're going to share it with a friend? If not, you might want to reconsider posting it. And that brings me to my second new trend of Instagram that's going to be very important as we move forward. And that is, of course, we're always going to value quality over quantity. It's more important to have quality posts than than just a sheer number quantity of posts. But more than ever right now, I've been noticing that people are valuing the quality of ideas in the post over just the quality of the beauty of a post. To get more attention on your Instagram stories, post in your feed about your story. I see this happening more and more, and I'm very happy that it's happening. And that is people will write a caption. Maybe they'll tell a story or explain some sort of problem that they're having in their caption. And then at the bottom of their caption, they'll say, please go vote in my Instagram stories, or please go reply to me in my Instagram stories, or leave me an anonymous message in my Instagram stories, or ask me a question on my Instagram stories. You can use your feed to promote your story. You could even do some curiosity marketing and say, you know, as I talked about on my story earlier today, I've been having a tough time this week. That will create some curiosity and will lead your followers to want to engage and watch your story. To have a more engaged audience on your Instagram stories, be engaging with them. Just like Instagram has a bunch of different kinds of posts, there's a bunch of different ways to engage. If you have more than 10,000 followers, you can ask your audience to engage by swiping up. If not, you have access to still a ton of different ways to engage. There's poll questions, there's yes-no questions, there's open-ended questions where they can type in a question, there's a response bar where they can give anonymous responses, they can swipe up and send you a DM, they can tap on the comments bar at the bottom and send you a DM, they can screenshot your post and etc, etc, they can share it with people, they can tap on music to recommend to you, there are so many ways. And Instagram is constantly adding more ways for us to engage our audience on stories. So use those ways. I recommend using at least one per day and varying it. You know, use a different kind of engagement tool, a different kind of strategy to engage your audience. Maybe your audience is really engaged with one thing. They love voting in polls, but they don't love swiping up. Maybe they love DMing you, but they don't love screenshotting. Learn what your audience responds to. And the only way to do that is to vary your kinds of engagement and then look at your audience feedback, look at those numbers, look at those analytics and see what your audience likes best. And until next time, happy networking and keep storytelling. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to share something with you before you go. And that is my free guide to understanding the newest features and algorithm updates on Instagram. Instagram is like, it's kind of the place to be. I don't know if you love Facebook. If you do, that's cool. But if you've already made that migration or you know you need to, you need this guide. 
If you're on Instagram and suddenly things have turned to crickets, let myself and my team fill you in on how to use the newest features and how to take advantage of the latest algorithm updates. We produce a new guide every three months based on case studies, our research, and the intel of my amazing social media team here at Team Johnson. We want to share this report for you. I've created it because who's got time to figure all this stuff out? And some of it's like kind of complicated and you don't have time and I want to save you time. Why not amplify your reach by making life a little easier and understanding how to do that? It's a game. We've figured out the answers and we'd like to share them with you. To get your hands on that free report, just go to shaleen.com forward slash IG hacks. Again, that's shaleen.com forward slash IG as an Instagram, IG hacks, H-A-C-K-S. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 